Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the showdown slate between the LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. I'm also making videos for PGA Contest. I have a video up for the Travelers Championship. If you're interested in that, that starts on Thursday. And I also make videos for NBA Top Shot, which are basically virtual trading cards, virtual moments. If you're unable to watch his YouTube videos, they're also up on Apple Podcasts. Link down below is called the DK DFS Show. And if you could take a minute out of your day, leave a five-star rating interview. That would help me out a ton. And every single rating review just boosts me up in those Apple Podcast rankings. So uh, whenever someone leaves a, a rating review, it, it really, really does help me out. Um, if you're interested in signing for premium content, offer them at patreon.com. I offer an esports package. It includes Call of Duty and CSGO as well as an NBA package. Now, if you sign up for the NBA package, you'll get the uh, the uh, data sheets for, for golf. You'll get those for free. Um, and then I do want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. So if this is your first time watching these videos or you're not familiar with how Prize Picks works, works, there's a couple different ways you can play. Number one is the original way of you take over under on fantasy points. So basically they Prize Picks post, you know, players and, and fantasy scores, and you can either take the over or the under based on, you know, I don't know how, how confident you are, I guess. Um, so like, for example, Paul George is projected for 54 fancy points. Do you at the under, do you at the over? Basically that is the idea. Um, you can mix and match sports. So you can, you can play, like you can pick a couple from NBA. You can go pick a couple from MLB. They do have PGA stuff. Even though it's not posted, usually it'll probably be posted tomorrow for the Travelers championship. But yeah, they, they have a decent amount of players, uh, posted for, uh, the game tomorrow. Let's see, are there any that, that stand out? Um, Campaign got in some foul trouble last game. I feel like he can, he can get over 31. Boogie Cousins had a good game last game, but that was game one. We kind of expected that, or I kind of expected the, the Clippers to extend the rotation. So not convinced he plays in this one. So maybe a lean to the under, but it's always scary with Boogie because he's such a good point for a guy that if, like, if you go the under and Boogie Cousins and you see him check in, you're going to be sweating that one for sure. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to try it out, you can sign up using the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word, link down below. You'll get a 100% match up to $100. So, basically, you put $100 in, you get a free $100 to play with or $200 total. And finally, I just want to thank you guys again for all of your support on these videos, my channel, the live streams. I cannot thank you guys enough. If you do enjoy this content, if you could, hit that like button. Let's aim for 150 likes on this video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos. You don't go live. I will be live tomorrow to break down the show on slate. So make sure to check it out, guys. Answer any questions you have. All right. So uh, before we talk about players and the prices for the show on slate, we can look back. Mine up here from, what was it, Sunday's two game slates. The Sunday slate did not go well for me. Um, I played at Risky. I faded Booker and I played Trey Young. So that's basically summed up my day, right? You absolutely needed Devin Booker. It was funny because someone asked me on Twitter, I was like, oh man, this, uh, I, I mean, I said how scared I was about fading Booker. I was like, man, I'm really scared about fading Devin Booker, but I'm going to, I'm going to get Trey, I'm going to prioritize Trey Young and Embiid. And someone asked me like, oh, this, this, this Booker fade's not looking good. I was like, oh, you know, it actually doesn't look bad. He had like 40 fancy points through three quarters. I'm like, okay, like if he, as long as he doesn't go like crazy and like Trey Young and beat up good games, it, it's looking decent. And sure enough, like Booker just went absolutely off the end of the third in the fourth quarter and finished with close to 80 fancy points. So um, basically left me no chance. Now, Trey Young shooting 5 of 23 didn't help either. Uh, if he just has a half decent shooting game, he goes for 60, probably 50, 60, at least 50. I would say close to the 60 fancy point range. And beat also had an off game too. 
Um, yeah, crazy. Atlanta, Atlanta won that series. I did not expect that to happen, but uh, rest of my lineup. So I mentioned how high I was in the Phoenix Suns campaign. I thought it was a clear value. Uh, Bridges and Crowder, I used both of them actually. Both were solid. Um, and then DeAndre Ayton was, uh, I used him as well. Just, just solid. But again, Booker just took over. So these, uh, the secondary plays didn't have to do as much. But that is it for the look back. All right. So let's talk about these Vegas odds and we can go uh, player by player here and kind of talk about who I'm interested in for the show. So the Clippers, Suns, again, 224 over under. The Suns are five and a half point favorites here. So we'll start off with the Clippers. Again, Kawhi Leonard is still out. So Paul George, uh, close to a must for me at 12K. Here, let's go to utility pricing. Um, can you make the argument to fade Paul George? Sure, it's a show on slate, anything can happen, but in a competitive game, I just have a hard time seeing him failing with Kawhi Leonard out. He's just a very, very safe option with upside, right? He's a guy that is very good at doing the peripheral stats to a good rebounder, can get some assist. Obviously, the usage goes up without Kawhi, so I don't I don't feel like we have to spend a ton of time on Paul George. He's a really good play. Sure, if you're making a ton of lines, you can fade him, but for, if I'm making one lineup, I, I have a hard time getting away from Paul George. Now, Secondary plays is where it gets interesting here. So, Reggie Jackson now priced at 8.6K. I still think that's decent for the show because he's a guy that I'm not worried about his minutes, right? He has got to be the number two, and he's going to play as many minutes as he can handle. He's been really playing well so far in the playoffs. Um, I'm expecting 35-plus minutes from Reggie Jackson. He's been doing a better job, too, without Kawhi of the peripheral stats. So, last two games, 27-10-3, and and then 24-4-6. and I think Reggie Jackson is the... Uh, secondary option here from the Clippers that you can feel the best about. So I do have a good amount of understanding of Reggie Jackson in the mid-range. Now, with Batum and Marcus Morris, uh, Batum played 37 minutes, but that was, uh, I think, partly due to Marcus Morris, uh, you know, not starting the second half. I think he did end up returning, but didn't play normal minutes. So, um, you know, the Clippers, they did extend the bench as I expected. They ran a 10-man rotation. Um, now, I would guess that rotation tightens up maybe a little bit here for Game 2. So with Batum and Marcus Morris, um, I think you can feel a little bit more comfortable with Batum because he's not dealing with what the knee injury, even though Marcus Morris is not in the injury report. Yeah, the knee, it's still, you know, I just think it makes him a little bit risky, the fact they only played 21 minutes too. So of those like, wings for the Clippers, I think you can feel a little bit better about Batum. I would think we get at least 30 minutes from him. Now, you know, there's there's a way where he can play push for 40, right? He played 37 last game, so... Uh, I think Batum is a fine secondary option, but not really a priority play for me. And then same thing with Morris. Again, I think there's a little bit more risk based on Mets' last couple games and him dealing with that knee injury. So, uh, again, both are, are decent filler options, but I don't love either. Now, Terrence Mann, we saw, I mentioned, I was like, hey, right, recency bias, it's going to raise his ownership a ton. He was, what, like 30 40% owned, and he busted. I was like, hey, I think that price, or I guess he didn't really, 19 fancy, well, what, he was 4.9K, 19 fancy points. Either way, I was like, hey, I said, Terrence Mann is going to be over-owned on, on the last game. He was. He, he, he was more owned than he should have been at that price. Um, I think normally we get around 25 minutes. If he's playing well, they can extend him. Like, they had two games ago, obviously, where he dropped almost 40 real-life points. But don't expect 50 again, right? 50 is, is a complete outlier from Terrence Mann. Now, I like Terrence Mann as a player. I think he's a solid player. But, do, again, do not expect 50 fans points from him every single night. It's just not going to happen. Where most like most of the time, he's going to play around 25 minutes and probably get you 20 to 25 fancy points, which, again, is decent, but doesn't stand out a, a ton at, at that price. Now, the value, this is where it gets interesting, right? Because what is this bench rotation going to look like? I just, I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know what Tyloo's going to do here. So Zubach at 4-6 started the second half. That's why he put 18 minutes. Now, this is a bigger 
Suns front court with DeAndre Ayton. But again, they well, they went up against a big front court in, in the Jazz, and and they went small a lot of the time down the stretch. So I, I just don't know what Tyloo's going to do here. I think a fair guess for Zubac's minutes is around 15, but I wouldn't be shocked if he plays five minutes. I wouldn't be shocked if he plays 20 minutes. Now he's at a price point of four six, where it's a point where it's like, all right, if he if they really limit Zubac and you play him, you're done for, right? So um, yeah, if I knew he's going to play 20 minutes, I would I would probably play Zubac, but I just I don't know what Tyloo's going to do here. Pat Bailey at four two. I think he gets around 15 to 20 minutes. Um, more out there for his defense. Playable. Don't love it. Now, Rondo was the guy that got extended a bit last game, played 22 minutes. Uh, now, Rondo is a good point for a guy because he's a guy that can kind of do it all, fill up the stat sheet, went for 8, 7, and 3. Again, I'm not super confident Rondo gets his minutes again, but he's at a price point where it's at 2.6K. Like, I would be more willing to roll the dice in like a Rondo than, you know, maybe a Beverly or Zubach because he's, he's, he's cheaper. And Rondo, it actually is a decent point for a guy. So if we get like 15 to 20 minutes from Rondo, he's going to pay off that salary. So I'm intrigued by Rondo. However, I also think there's a ch- still a chance he gets a DNP, right? Because we've we just seen it so far from the playoffs. It is really hard to trust what Ty Lue is going to do with this bench rotation. And then we even saw Boogie Cousins play 13 minutes on the bench last game. Again, a great point for a guy, but he kind of got burned on the defensive end. So are they going to go back to him here? He also had five fouls, too. I didn't even realize that. I don't know, right? So same, like, let's just say this. If I knew Boogie Cousins was going to play 15 minutes tomorrow, I would lock him in. I would play him at everything because he's that good of a point burner guy. However, I'll say this, like I'm saying for a couple of these Clippers guys, I'm not convinced he plays. I, I think there's a chance he gets a DNP, too. So, there's just risk involved with these, you know, uh, bench guys and the Clippers. And finally, Luke Kennard at 1.6K, nine and eight minutes last couple games. Not great. However, there's been a couple games in the playoffs, 20, 29 minutes, where if he comes out and shoots the ball really, really well, they could extend him more. So, like, I would, I would say the, the Clippers bench rotation is kind of like the 76ers bench rotation in the fact that you don't know what they're going to do on a night-to-night basis, and they're kind of going to go with the hot hand. So. There's just a lot of risk with these Clippers bench guys. I think it makes the shot on site tricky. Fun, but tricky, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to put a ton of money on the line because I don't want to play someone and then get a DNP and then my night be over. So let's move on to the Suns. The Suns are a little more clear-cut. We know what's going on here. Booker, same thing I'll say about Paul George. I have a really hard time getting away from Devin Booker without Chris Paul. He's going to play 40-plus minutes. Obviously, we saw the upside, right? He just went for almost 80 fans points. Now, he did only have 20, I think 22 or 23 at halftime, so it wasn't like he was going crazy in the first half. Just absolutely took over in the second half, triple-double two. I wouldn't expect 80 fans points again from Booker. However, there's enough value on the slate to get him in there. So Booker, Paul George, obviously really like both of the top. Now the secondary options for Phoenix. So, again, no Chris Paul still. DeAndre in a 9-2. It's weird. I looked at his stat. I, it, it seems like it always happens with DeAndre Aiden. It's really weird to say, but I always look at his stat line and feel like he should have more fancy points. Like, I was driving back. I told you guys I was uh, I was driving back, and I saw he had 20 points, 9 boards, a couple assists. I'm thinking, okay, probably around, like, 40 fancy points from DeAndre Aiden. Nope, had 33. It's like, it always feels like he should have more fancy points. But he just does, he rarely gets a lot of like any blocks or steals. Um, he rarely gets a lot of assists. So it's mostly points and rebounds. 
Um, you know, with with Aiton, we're gonna get about 35 plus minutes as long as there's no foul trouble. Uh, you know, Zubac, Boogie are not good defenders, and, and when they go small too, he should be able to eat the glass. So I think Aiden's a perfectly safe option. However, I don't know if he has like the massive, massive upside here. Now with Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder, I think they're both safe options. We know what we're getting out of both these guys. Good defenders that are going to play probably 35 minutes. Um, you know, both these guys, if they get hot behind the three-point line, they can have upside, right? They, they, we've seen a couple Bridges, I think, cracked 40 one time. I think Crowder got close to 40. Uh, so these guys are safe, right? Again, we know what we're, we're getting out of them. Most likely not going to get their mitts, cut unless there's foul trouble or something like that. So both uh, Bridges and Crowder, I think, are safe plays. However, they don't, like, they're not super cheap either, right? Now, campaign at 6-2, I think he is, if you're fading him, it's a pretty risky fade because he got in foul trouble last game, only played 29 minutes. I would think he plays a little bit more here. Again, I didn't watch that game, but I'm I'm guessing he lost uh, some of those uh, some minutes due to foul trouble. I think, you know, 30, 35 minutes, a pretty fair guess for campaign's minutes. And he's a good offensive player too. So I like campaign here once again at that price. Um, I still think he's a little bit too cheap. And then the value. So Cam Johnson extended a little bit last game. We played 24 Mets. I think we normally get 15 to 20 Mets from Cam Johnson, but he's a decent offensive player. Again, can knock down some corner threes. That's kind of his game right now. 5-4, though, I don't love the price. I don't love the price on Cam Johnson. Torrey Craig's at 3-4. The, the price might look a little bit better on him. And, and Craig, he's actually been a pretty decent point for a guy so far in the playoffs. He has. I think we get around 15 minutes from him. A decent defender, a guy that can knock down some threes, get some peripheral stats. I think he's a fair value on the showdown slate. Dario Sarch should play the backup five, get around 10 minutes. If there's some foul trouble for eight, and he could play a little bit more. So not out of play, but obviously risk risky because he's not going to play a ton, most likely, right? And then Etwan Moore, I didn't know if they were going to just go to Booker, the backup point guard, and give more minutes to Cam Johnson or uh, Torrey Craig. No, they, they actually added uh, Etwan Moore to the rotation. He played 11 minutes. I mean, can you play him? Sure. <laughs> He's not a good point guard guy, but all you really need him to do at this price point is, is probably hit a couple threes, and, and you'd be happy. So, yes, he's in play because of the price, but don't expect a ton from Etwan Moore. I don't expect a ton of that's either. So, um, that's going to do it for the video, guys. If you want a more in-depth kind of a talk about roster construction, what I think is optimal, We'll get that more on, go over that more on Patreon. So if you guys want to sign up again, link down below. Uh, but thanks again for everyone to come and check the video. I really do appreciate it. I will see you guys all tomorrow in the live stream. I'll be live on YouTube. Make sure to check it out. I'll go over this slate again and answer any questions you guys have. So again, thanks again, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.